0: Welcome to the Art of the Dive Season 3. Season 3, folks, episode 1, preseason. We are ready to rock. We're excited to be back. I've got Jake and his puppy over there who's beating her tail constantly. Jake, how are you, buddy?
1: Dude, I'm excited.
0: Are you like, actually excited or are you just saying that because like we have to say that to start the no, season?
1: No, I'm I'm excited. It's like the one pod of the year I'm excited.
0: The first it's the first pod and then you just like shut it down for the rest of the year.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how it goes.
0: Yeah, in typical Jake fashion, ladies and gentlemen, he said that we are gonna start the pod at eight PM. We are gonna start recording. It's eight thirty nine and twelve seconds right now.
1: Yeah, right on LA time.
0: Yeah, Jake, what were you doing that you couldn't you couldn't be here on time.
1: Oh, I was getting a massage. Yeah, you were. <laughs> also, L.A. You know, just just L.A.
0: No one else knows what that means, so
1: yeah, they don't have to. Yeah,
0: they do because they have to listen to our podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Jake and I are uh, are excited about a third season of the podcast. You know, Jake, I was looking back. Did you know that we produced forty seven episodes last year? wow no i didn't yeah doesn't that seem like like more than we should be producing
1: um i guess is that like because of double game weeks i don't know that's a lot
0: yeah well we did a couple pre pre preseason pods uh we had some double game week pods uh we did a couple when there were just gaps like in international breaks and things so yeah 47 episodes last year that's like probably about 50 hours of total dive time that people got to experience. They got to hear my sexy, beautiful voice and your average to below average whiny voice.
1: Yeah. It's what people want. It's great.
0: Not, not your voice, but not my
1: voice, but, but the podcast just in general. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. We should try to hit Um, 50 this year.
0: Yeah, we could, we can go for it. That's a good number. Um, I think we should probably start just since it's our first podcast, with introducing who we are a little bit and talking about kind of why we started the podcast. Uh, There's a lot, well, there's a lot of information about who we are, Uh, but Jake and I started the podcast uh, about two seasons ago. Um, We kind of started mid-season, a couple seasons back, and um, just recorded a few podcasts. Last year was like a full head-on season, like I said, 47 episodes. It was pretty cool. Uh, we were really lucky. Fantasy football pundits kind of picked us up at the beginning of the year and shared some of our, our podcasts out and it really helped grow our audience. Um, and at the end of this last year, we, you know we finished with, you know, we were often getting almost a thousand plays per podcast. We had never planned on it growing that much. We added a Slack channel that has now about 100 members. Uh, our league grew quite a bit. Um, we we did an end of the season league that a ton of people joined, uh, and so it's really kind of become fun. We've we've built, uh, in my opinion, a, a pretty solid community and and integrated well with the the fantasy Premier League community, and so we're excited. We're excited to do a third season. We've got some new things that we'll talk about throughout the pod that we're going to be doing, and uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be good. Jake, are you are you jacked about it?
1: Yeah, I'm jacked. Uh, the camaraderie, you know the competition just everything i'm just excited all around
0: yeah you are
1: no minus 80s this year you know that's the plan
0: yeah jake notoriously took for those that don't know a minus 80 last season um which was not actually on purpose so so that happened uh number of other inside jokes that you're gonna have to catch up on Um, But primarily, we're a community-based pod, so we source a lot of our information and a lot of our questions and and points of discussion from our community, uh, and that's something that we're really proud of and that we stick with. Uh, The other big thing about our pod is nobody likes Jake, and I I think that that's apparent. I don't feel like I have to say it. Uh, I feel like you know, for those that have listened to the pod for all, I don't know, about three and a half minutes or four minutes that we've been recording, you already don't like Jake, and, and that's understandable.
1: Yeah, I feel like you probably didn't have to say that, but whatever.
0: But I did, you know, like just, just to bring it up. I wanted everyone to feel comfortable because what's happening, Jake, is new listeners right now are like, mm. why do I hate this guy? Right? That's what they're thinking right now. But they don't want to say it out loud because, you know, you you don't want to be a bad human. Uh, yeah. What I'm doing is I'm giving them permission.
1: Yeah, that's, that's true. Fair point. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, well, let's get into it, Jake. Let's let's kind of get into a little bit of FPL, um, a little bit of housekeeping to get things going. We do have uh, League Dive, which, as everyone knows, is the top league uh, in the entire fantasy football community. I, I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, league Dive, league code this year is HHJNO7. HHJNO7. So uh, join the league. I think we have... Um, I didn't look recently, but we had like around 250 people in it last I checked, which is uh, quite a bit. What we did last year is we leave the league open for about the first eight weeks, then it closes up, and uh, the winner of the league gets a t-shirt. The Kyoto kid, Matt, was last year's winner, and uh, I just got his address on Twitter, and we're going to be sending him out his shirt uh, this week, and hopefully it will be there by uh, roughly around the start of the season. So... Uh, yeah t-shirt for you and we'll put another one on the line this year for the winner of the league uh, i was not able to beat him i finished second last year i was hoping to create a league win my own league and then get the t-shirt for myself but things did not did not come to fruition there
1: close it's like you're basically you know spurs
0: yeah except it's never coming home yeah yeah uh 200
1: 250 that's a lot did we have 200 last year
0: uh, we had about 200. Yeah, a little okay. less than 200 last year that joined the league. So, um, yeah, I think that as as we kind of go forward here, more people will probably be joining in. So, yeah, HHJNO7 joined the league. Um, Jake, let's get started just about kind of things that we want to talk about. Uh, this pod at the beginning of the year is kind of like things we're excited about, things we want to chat about, tips for success for the season. Um, it's a little bit more of a broad kind of strategy excitement about the season podcast. This year they released FPL a bit early and now we're we're kinda throwing a pod together really quick to to uh discuss it. So Jake, even though no one cares, what are you excited about?
1: Um man. I guess I'm I'm excited uh you know to compete to, to to do a little bit better this year um i i feel like i was starting the year off great and then you know the minus 80 happened early and that derailed my season uh i'm also excited for uh psls to be coming out soon probably those two things
0: you interestingly love your pumpkin spice lattes
1: yeah can't wait it's almost fall
0: it kind of for me became a thing last year where i thought maybe that was the only reason you were doing the podcast
1: (laughs) who knows hard to say
0: how did uh jake how did you finish up last year just for people that God. don't remember
1: i don't even remember um I've, well what was it like uh 200 thousands
0: yeah right? let's just leave it at that you don't need to get more specific so yeah I mean, it wasn't, wasn't great but you did
1: terrible but it was better than the year before um and that's with a minus 80 so who knows this year
0: yeah could be anything
1: could be anything. I, You know, we'll talk about my, my plans to success this year, but I definitely have a lot of plans in store.
0: Yeah, I, I really can't wait. Um, I, I finished last year, and I will brag a little bit, I finished at 1,169 overall. Uh, the year before that, I finished 14,393. Um, you know, so, so a pretty good year for me. It, actually, I won't understate it, an incredible year for me. It was really good, a lot of things went my way. Um, Of course, I know going into the season, like I want to have a really good year, obviously, but you know that there was a lot of luck in that. And that's just how the the FPL season works out. Um, I was kind of even reflecting, I I talked on our last episode of of season two about this, how there were a lot of like 50-50 calls that I made during the year that I I used good stats in my decision making, quality logic, uh, I was patient, but you still whittle it down to like these 50-50 calls sometimes and I had to pick them, and often I came out on the correct end of them. So, you know, I was lucky, and it was a great year, but but uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to, uh, to roll on with the next season. And I think we should start off with a question from Thomas Bracken, who wrote in, uh, what is your number one lesson learned from last season uh, that will change the way you play FPL this season? Jake, I think you should probably kick us off with that.
1: Yeah, okay, going with the one lesson – you know we've been doing this for a couple years, but I do feel that you can learn a lot um, the more the more you play, the more you do this. And last year just emphasized fixtures are super important. Um, you look at the stats, and the more you look at the stats, you realize that barring like the top six sides, and and even sometimes that's not true because you know Manchester United and Arsenal were pretty terrible last year, and Spurs were terrible. Dog at points. shit. Yeah, they're yeah, Dog exactly. Shit. Use and then, the word and, that, that
0: you should use. Yeah. <laughs> all
1: right, they were shit. Um, and then Chelsea and Spurs had a lot of troubles. All I mean that that really leaves six players on your team from Man City and Liverpool, but the other six, it's it's really all about the fixtures, uh, who you're playing, um, when you're playing them. You want them to be going up poor comp- against poor competition, and you don't want them on your in your starting lineup when they're going up against top six sides
0: wow jake i mean that's innovative advice i don't think anyone ever realized how important the fixtures might be in the ability for a team to produce points
1: yeah all right fine fine the other thing minimize hits i i'm gonna literally have a sticky note on my computer don't take a hit you know i just feel like it's not worth it the more you do it the the worse it gets it's like cocaine (sighs)
0: <sighs> oh that felt good <laughs> how yeah, many feels, hits did you take it feels last year good
1: uh too many uh i mean if you're not counting the minus 80 i th- i think i had like 10 or 11
0: yeah that's a lot i took so two seasons ago i looked i took um i took three two seasons ago and last year i took one um I, you know i i went on a pretty big rant about this last year and uh, you know, the hits, a lot of people have argued that, you know, you can make big moves to your team, you change a lot of guys around, you, you know, you take some hits. Uh, and in the long run, you can play it out and come out ahead. Um, I think that about the only time that we see folks say that their hits came off is when they work, right? So like, nobody talks about their hits when they don't work, right? When you take a minus four, a minus eight, a minus 12, and it doesn't come off, Nobody's like, oh, I tried to take a hit and it didn't work and I'm an idiot, right? Mm. People like to take hits and then afterwards go online or go onto to chat boards and be like, oh, I took 13 hits and came out three points ahead, you idiots. I'm so smart. Take hits every week. And it's just like, a, it's a ridiculous thing because the the percentage of time that hits come out ahead is very, very low. Uh, you're really rolling the dice. and you know we'll talk a little bit about in the second half of the pod some of the the rules uh, suggestions that we have for the season um but one of those rules is talking about like picking a strategy and sticking to it and picking a goal that you really want and if your goal is to just finish high uh, you don't want to take a lot of risks uh it, it, conservative play is is far more important so anyways that's my rant um Jake, we'll keep moving with some some other questions or some advice. Um, FPLSOS asks a great question. Marco, have you been to therapy in the off season? Will you be less passive aggressive toward Jake this season? Then he says, Jake seems like such a nice guy. Perhaps just a little misunderstood.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to FPLSOS. I like it.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I just blocked FPLSOS on our Twitter. Um, okay i just i just blocked blocked him uh i did i did i did not make it to therapy this offseason uh, i will not be less passive aggressive towards jake this season if anything i'm going to be more passive aggressive no i'll be less passive aggressive. i'm just gonna be more aggressive aggressive yeah you fair.
1: know, I, you know <laughs> I i was hoping that you would maybe turn a new leaf for this season but i can't say i'm surprised
0: I'm putting those leaves in the compost pile, Jake. I'm not turning them over. I'm just throwing them in there. They're going to break down into soil. I'm going to take the soil. I'm going to grow vegetables. Those vegetables that I'm going to grow are primarily going to be tomatoes. I'm going to take the tomatoes. I'm going to allow them to rot. And then I'm going to throw the rotten tomatoes at you.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's harsh. I just don't understand, (laughs) besides starting every podcast late with you, why you would do that.
0: I don't know, it's just, you know, it's my, it's the only way that I can feel better about myself, you know? Right. is hurting other people. I you know, I always tell people the best way to build yourself up is to beat others down, stack their dead bodies up and then stand on top of them.
1: Yeah. Definitely sounds like you do need some therapy though.
0: Oh, well, we'll get there someday. Uh, all right. So we've got the rest of the podcast is going to be mostly like advice about FPL and and how to play the game and and strategies and and big picture thoughts. Uh, we thought we'd start this section of the pod with kind of community source advice. Uh, uh, so, so Jake and I will talk about a few different things, but then some community source advice that um, some people wrote in and gave to us. We have um, one, one kind of staple of our podcast is that we have a lot of people that write in, and we're really, really lucky um, that we do. Uh, as this podcast has grown, it's been harder and harder to keep up with all that. And you'll find myself, especially, apologizing throughout the year, like, "Hey." Uh, we didn't mean to miss you or you know, uh, sorry that we haven't been talking to everyone as much. Often what happens is we're spending a lot of time prepping the pod because we have a lot of people writing in. Um, and so we're super thankful for that. Um, and we really enjoyed. it. I think it's a it's a real staple of our podcast. So Jake, community source advice, uh, the inside view from Jake. What is that, Jake?
1: Yeah. So just listened to a couple of podcasts recently not related to um, FPL. But it was very interesting. Um, it was about, you know, it was from a book called Range um, and David Epstein, which I haven't read the book yet, to be fair. I'm planning on doing it. Um, but he makes a really good point, And I think this is something that's more for the Twitter community and people like us who who do a lot of research, mostly for the pod, but also for ourselves as well. And it basically is that the more you research something, um, the more you, in your mind, like prove it to be true, um, and make and make it happen. If that makes sense, so like, sure. say you're you're excited about a player, um, Kane, for example. You think he'll have a bounce back year. The more you research Kane, and the more you dig deeper, the more you're just going to prove to yourself that he is going to have a good year whether or not that's actually true um it it was a very interesting thing and I, i think that's something that i'm going to try to stay away from um i do still definitely want to get research out there but but you know the good way to think about it is approach it as scientists um and and try to prove everything false first rather than accept it as truth so that's kind of the inside view
0: is the inside view kind of related to confirmation bias?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I think it's a little bit different because it, you know, it was looking into people who who are doing the research and they would actually find out that these people were adding up the probabilities to even greater than 100, which isn't feasible. Um, but I, I do feel like confirmation bias is another thing that's a little bit, similar um but but uh but different in respects i guess
0: hmm. okay i mean that was intellectual i i appreciate you sharing that it doesn't mean a lot coming from you but um yeah. but thank you that that's a it's a good little piece of advice um you know that said like i wouldn't say that we should ignore data right
1: no and that's not what it's saying it's saying that you should you should try to prove the data false rather than just accept it off the bat if that makes sense Um, yeah
0: like uh and you you alluded to the idea of like being a scientist right be a constant skeptic right to all the data that you see
1: well and he also used the other um example of like when you put in a google search if you search and uh, I mean, I'm surprised I'm still married because I, I tell my wife this every time. We'll get in an argument. Right. I and mean, I've literally... seen your
0: Google searches, Jake. I've seen your <laughs> Google searches. I'm surprised you're married, too. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if I was married to you, I would have divorced you a long time ago. I mean, horse stuff and all the weird things. Yeah, I'm with you, 100%. Well,
1: yeah, for everybody that doesn't know this, I am a veterinarian. Um, well. So when that's not i not the kind of horse stuff, stuff I was talking about. Yeah, well
0: that's not what I was talking about, right? So just because you're a veterinarian doesn't mean you get to be weird, you know? So Okay. All
1: right. All right. But but he was saying that when you, you know, put in Google searches yeah if you put in what you're searching for like for example if you're trying to prove like and he he gave the example of like a name um, being like spelled a certain way if you put it in that way it's gonna come up if that makes sense um, oh yeah, yeah so he would actually to, to see what like the name should be he would type the name in really wrong or incorrectly and that way it would come up with the correct name and I, I just feel like people do that right like they They say, oh, well, if this player had a really bad year last year, like it's not going to happen again because they're like a good player. Or I I feel like there's a lot of players who even like a a good example would be like Trippier, right? You know, he seems like a player who who could really break out and be good, but you look at his previous seasons and he's never done it. So it's definitely, it definitely can happen. I'm not saying it couldn't, but the more you research that it could, the more you're going to prove to yourself that it could and that you go down this rabbit hole.
0: Hmm. All right. I like it. It's interesting. Um, let's get into some community source advice then. Um, Legomane wrote in, Don't just assume you can learn and apply strategies from one season to the next intelligently adapt in real time uh i agree with that i think you know um we often kind of use the same strategies from year to year uh for example there's there's kind of been this prevailing well about two years ago it kind of started to change but the the prevailing wins were that you always had three in a in the back uh and now it's really changed in the last couple years that you know using four or five back formations are acceptable um, but I, I think it took a long time before managers realized that there was enough value back there for that to happen. You do wonder sometimes, like, if it's going to swing too far the other direction. But um, another piece of advice we have trust the Pogsess Rodin. Make sure when you play a chip, it activates so that you don't lose 80 points. Have a process and trust that process. Jake? Do you yeah. think um, it's important to, to click that wildcard button, like Flapjack FPL said, that you should probably do?
1: Yeah, have a have a Um I'm still gonna state that I did click the button, and the game was still broken. And I emailed them, and they replied and said that that's still my fault, which I don't I don't think that's fair. Um, hmm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, click the button, reload your computer, click the button again. If it's still not working you know, go back a different day. Hopefully it's not right before you need to submit your picks. If it is, you're screwed. That's what I would say.
0: Still. All right. Well, still questionable. Uh, Jamie wrote in, don't create, and I like this one, don't create rigid rules for how you manage your team. Uh, As rules, they are meant to be broken, but rather create ideas as ideas can be reimagined and adapted. And in doing so, you don't limit your options and you can remain flexible. Wow, Jamie getting really deep there about yeah. life in general.
1: Yeah, he's definitely got a lot of girls wanting him. Drugs. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, right. dr- yeah <laughs> drugs too, all that stuff.
0: <clears throat> do you think, do women like that, Jake? Like if you just speak in enigmas like that?
1: Yeah, I think they love it. I mean, I guess I don't know, but that's what I would assume.
0: Well, every woman you've ever met hits on you, so that's true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay.
0: Uh... <laughs> okay. Yeah, because it's not true. We got to just stop that right now. Um, I, I guess I agree. I, I don't think that rules are meant to be rigid. I, I take, I don't know. I, I take conflict with a little bit of that. Um, I guess because I think sometimes it's, it is important to have like certain rules in place that restrict you from maybe doing potentially harmful things. I don't know. I, I get what he's trying to say. It's just like. If all of your rules are bendable, then what's the point in, in trying to abide by them in terms of like the strategy that you lay out at the start of the season? Does that make sense or no?
1: This is getting really deep. I don't know. You know How deep? Uh, re- really deep. Like, are we talking about governments here? Or are we talking about FPL? Are we talking about like morality? I'm really confused.
0: I'm talking about the stuff you're a Google surgeon.
1: <laughs> that, that stuff needs rigid rules i will say that
0: right now. <laughs> uh, um no i guess it's just for me it's like for example i i don't know like i i i say to myself don't take hits right yeah that's um, a rule. i did take i did take one hit this year so i guess i bent that rule but like the threshold for me to take that hit was that i literally wasn't gonna put out 11 players That was the only reason I took it. And I did actually come out ahead because I played it super safe on the hit. So I don't know, like, I guess I like having rules in place, but, um, but I think Jamie's trying to say like, you know, you have to be able to be adjustable throughout the season. That, that last part, you gotta be able to remain flexible. And I think that is important.
1: Yeah, I I would agree. I I get where he's coming from. I'm, I'm with you. Definitely need to have some rules. Sure, you can okay. bend or break some of them, but rules are a good thing.
0: Okay. A lonesome pundit wrote in to ignore everyone. That's that's fair enough, I guess. Just, you know, that's, beat, by, beat your own drum.
1: That's why he's lonesome.
0: Certainly. They should call you lonesome, Jake. <laughs> uh, Emma wrote in, and Emma Emma writes an option. She said, uh, look after your mental well-being and find a play style to preserve it. FPL is a game with random elements. Wild and risky suits some some adrenaline junkies while well, thought out and logical plans go awry. To have a decent week most weeks, have 100 teams, or learn your rival's logins. Uh, we've talked about this right in the past, Jake, like the whole mental well-being thing. And honestly, uh, I used to be pretty subject to it, like where I'd get super, super upset like about game weeks, and honestly, it would ruin my weekends. Uh, it took me some time to... Uh, to rectify that and figure out that like, it's just a game that we're playing and that there's, there are a lot of random elements that are really hard to measure or understand. So we just have to, uh, we have to accept that and we have to understand that we're playing a game and that it's supposed to just be mostly for fun.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I'm sure my wife's going to be excited. FPL starting back up. Um, so she'll have about 50 50 me being really excited and me being very depressed.
0: Yeah, mostly. It's probably 75-25, really. I mean, are you ever actually happy when you play this game?
1: Yeah, I guess not. Yeah.
0: That's why Steven wrote in. Stephen Toomey, um, drink beer, lots of it. If you need help, just join the FPL Beer Club. We got your beer and your back. That is true. The F- F- FPL Beer Club on Twitter is a nice little crew. Hashtag FPL Beer Club. Check them out. They're good. Um, FPL Nick says, don't look for differentials for game week one. Just go with that safe start. That's an interesting one. I mean, we'll talk about that a little later in terms of strategy, actually, probably in the next pod. Like, should you go super safe in the beginning or do you go aggressive and and allow yourself to take a risk to try to to jump rank and then always have that bailout with the wild card? It's an interesting one. Um, We won't get into it right now, Jake, because I think that's one, that's like a big, that's a pretty big question, right?
1: Yeah, that is a big question.
0: Yeah, we'll save it for the next pod. Um, Okay, so before we uh, take a short break, uh, a staple of the podcast. It became a staple probably in the last like 15 episodes of last year. Jake's mistakes. Uh, Jake, have you had any mistakes lately?
1: Uh, I don't think so.
0: I do because I wrote one down in our little uh, in our little storyboard for the pod tonight. Do you uh, see it?
1: I do see it. I just don't know if it was truly a mistake or you know innovative thinking. All right, I'll tell
0: you. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell everyone what you did. And then we'll let them decide if it was a mistake.
1: Fair, I think that's, that's fair. okay.
0: Okay, well here's what happened. Well, Jake and I this year made, uh, we had some t-shirts made. Of course we had to send one to Matt, uh, but we thought if we're gonna get one made, we might as well get a, a good chunk of them made and we can have one and we can give a few to, to some close friends and uh, we, we might give them out to some people for some different reasons. But anyways, we had some some shirts made. and uh, And so Jake said, hey, I'll handle it. I'll take care of the shirts. And I knew that was a bad idea. I, I knew it was. I knew there was very little chance of us getting the product that we expected to get. So Jake designed a shirt online and he sent a picture of it to me. And he said, how do you like it? And I said, it's pretty good, but um, you know, you used used the wrong logo. Uh, last year we had our logo redone. And so I said, you, you're using the old one. We need to put the new logo on. Uh, and he said, oh yeah, okay, okay. I'll switch it, just send it over to me. So I sent him the the new logo. And, um, and then the shirts showed up at uh, at the doorstep. He sent them over to me cause I'll be sending them out. And, uh, they had the old logo. They still had the old logo. So Jake printed like 30 shirts with the wrong logo on it. I don't know. You tell me, is that a mistake? I'm not sure. Can, I don't know. Can I, defend I don't know. Myself? You, you tell me, you tell me maybe, it's, <laughs> maybe he did it right. I don't know. I wanted the weird logo. Yeah, it's great.
1: Can I defend myself? Uh, sure. Jake, go for that, it. We sent that logo out to like our close group of friends, our, our ripping gang league. Um, few of our college buddies and they said that they didn't like the new logo so I thought we didn't go with that logo so I was confused
0: it's just hard because it's like where have you been you know (laughs) I don't know
1: I have no idea LA that's also it's a very
0: abbreviated it's a bad version of the story of our friends not liking the logo we had it revised again I don't even want to get into it you mess the shirts up you ruin the entire podcast season thanks a lot
1: that's for the people to decide
0: okay alright folks write it in anyone that's part of our Slack channel anyone that's on Twitter anyone that wants to email us at Dive at gmail.com let me know just say yes or no That's I'll know what you're talking about wait we Thank gotta you.
1: show them okay. the new logo though compared to the old logo
0: they know they know the logo Jake because it's, oh, it's true, when they yeah. click on our podcast that's yeah. what they look at So they'll see right now, if they look down at their Uh, phones, they'll see if they're listening on their phone, they'll look down, they'll see, oh, that's the new logo. And then I'm going to send a picture of the old logo, or they're going to look back at our old logo, and they're going to say, wow, Jake's an idiot. He's an idiot. So there's that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: At least I only made 30 shirts. That's the good news. That's true. Yeah. I wish
0: you would have made 300. That would have (laughs) been hilarious. All right. Uh, We got to take a short break. When we come back in the second half of the pod. We're gonna talk about some big business. Uh, Jake and I are starting a a little Patreon for supporters uh, to help cover some of the cost of our pod, so we're gonna chat about that. Uh, And then we've got some tips for success. Jake and I wrote a few rules out. We took some stuff from last year, we modded it a little bit, Uh, a couple fun questions, and we'll wrap the pod up. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the second half of the pod, Jake. We're launching a Patreon this year. Are you excited about that?
1: I'm I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be good. Um yeah. I I I'm excited.
0: I mean, we're going to be rich, right?
1: Yeah, we're going to be rich. Um I'm going to get a yacht. I don't know what you're going to do with the money, but that's my plan.
0: I was thinking like I was thinking a plane cuz then I can fly mm. to like see you.
1: That's a good idea, you know. Yeah. On I can't, the way and out, then we can like, get on the yacht and there'll be a lot of, you know, parties and
0: weird horses.
1: Weird horses. (laughs) Just good times.
0: Hashtag Google search. Uh yeah, yeah. Um that'll be fun. I can't I really can't wait. Um no, really we're we're starting a Patreon. We are selling our soul. Uh you know, we we did kind of um I don't know what did we do? We surveyed some folks to see if anyone would be interested in it. So to run the podcast, and we've said this before, it does cost some money. So there's costs in uh hosting our files and there's costs in hosting a, a small website and there's costs in equipment and um and it is a lot of time uh jake and i do it because we really like it we don't do it because we're, we're trying to make money or get rich but we're just trying to like cover and recoup some costs from years of of you know, a few years in a row now of running this this podcast and um you know i i don't want to like necessarily put it on people but that's about the only way that you can do it um, it's hard to recoup those costs, like via advertising or anything like that, because the advertising opportunities are so limited. So um, we are starting a little Patreon. Uh, the first thing I want to say is that anything that you have access to now on the Patreon you, or, or in our podcast, you still have access to. So we're not we're not doing like a Patreon, like a lot of pods do, where like oh, we're going to release a bunch of special podcasts, and oh, you're not paying for it, you don't get the podcast, or um, you know, things like that. Uh, we're not going to kick people out of like our Slack channel that are already in it, right? Those are people that have been supporting us and have been involved and have helped us out for a long time. And so they deserve to be, to be part of that, but we are going to do a a three-tiered Patreon. Um, so I'll be posting that on our, our Twitter soon and on our website. Um, we just kind of got it all up and running. Um, so the three tiers that we have, I'll just tell everybody. Um, oh, and for those that don't know, Patreon is like a it's like a supporter of content creators. So what you can do is uh, you can set up a way to to contribute amounts of money monthly uh, to help kind of support your your content creators. Um, if you listen to other podcasts, you might have heard of them before. It's kind of a common thing in the podcast world. So uh, we are setting up a three tiered system. So Uh, The minus 80s is the first tier. It's a a dollar per month. Um, It's just literally like a supporter, you know, like you want to throw a dollar at us once a month to help us cover some of our costs. There's nothing that comes with it. You're just being a bro um, and you're helping us out and we really appreciate it. Uh, The second tier is uh, the Travis Shaw tier, um, which Jake infamously um, accidentally called uh Luke Shaw, Travis Shaw last year, so we've just row with it. Uh, Travis Shaw is a baseball player, so like in Jake's defense that happens, but we just roll with it anyways. Um, it's a 250 a month tier, and it gives you access to our Slack channel, um, access to the Dive Slack community team as well. So this year on our Slack, um, by recommendation of Bobby Love, we're gonna be doing a community team that we all vote on the, the moves that we're gonna make uh, could be kind of interesting we'll see how it goes um, i've only been part of a community team once before but i think it'll be cool um our slack channel has about 100 people in it right now and anyone that's in the slack channel now you're in the slack channel you don't need to be you don't need to to pay f- to be in our patreon to be in the slack channel you're in it um and you know we love all you guys Great. and thanks for all the help uh that you provide us in that slack channel okay yeah you're grand. you're
1: grandfathered in you're good
0: jake Oh, that so means something I... completely different in Britain. You know that, right? Over no, in England? I... Does it? Yeah. If you get grandfathered in, wink, huh. wink.
1: Is that true? I give, don't...
0: Her, give her the old grandfather. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no,
1: I don't. I've never heard that before. Yeah.
0: Well, the English have a lot of weird sayings. I will say that. Yeah, that's really true. Will. We should uh, bring that back last... to
1: the pod, though. Have the old English sayings, yeah.
0: Yeah, Jim used to. I Jim used to give us those, and now he's like, "I have my own podcast. I'm not writing insanes." So I was like, "Oh, <sighs> sad face." Yeah. Good for him, though. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last tier is a is a five dollar per month tier, and I know it seems like a lot. It's the PSLs tier. Uh, access to the dive channel. Um, we'll send you a dive T shirt in a couple months. Uh, if you if once we have them all in and and they're all ready to go. Um, if you join at the beginning of the year, we'll send you a dive T-shirt. Uh, you get to be part of the PSL Super League, which is going to be a uh, a, a private league with Jake and I and um, a number of, of other folks that want to join that that PSL tier. And then finally, uh, then this is I think the kicker: you get a one-time Jake diss, where you get to Jake diss Jake uh, hardcore one time. I think that's pretty funny. Uh, we'll talk about the the pretext of of that date of that diss and what you're allowed to actually say, but. I'm thinking it's going to be pretty loose. Should be fun.
1: Yeah, probably pretty loose.
0: Yeah, I'll read it on the pod. So, anyways, um, if you're interested, you check out our Twitter in the next couple of days or our website. We'll have it uh, all the info posted on there. Um, you know, we'd really appreciate anybody's support. It, it helps cover a lot of um, a lot of costs for us and, and allows us to keep the podcast going. Uh, so, thank you for those that decide to support and for those that don't. That's okay. We totally understand, and we're happy to continue to produce uh, content for everyone. So um jordan pierce on that note says to jake uh, how much longer till pumpkin spice latte season um that's oh, don't want his advice on anything else thanks
1: <laughs> yeah that's a great question i don't think they've set a date officially i mean someone might know that better than me i i do know you can't officially actually order it uh out of season though so if you really you're craving one go ahead you know right. they usually can make it for you
0: um Oh, great. We're all happy to hear that, Jake. Uh, FPL Patty says, I often fantasize about having an FPL version of the Almanac from Back to the Future. I've always wondered if this is a common fantasy among FPL managers. Well, Patty, here it is. We've got eight rules today, uh, a number of write-ins that kind of go along with those rules. So we're going to hit on them, chat about them a little bit, and that's going to be the second half of the pod. And let's get started, Jake, with rule number one. I call rule number one, stay the course. Okay, so set a goal, design a strategy to support that goal. And uh, here's some write-ins that we have some comments about that. Uh, uh, Gautam says, don't be like Jake. Uh, GD says, don't listen to Jake. Desperately seeking Dusan says, my number one FPL tip is to do the opposite of what Jake says. And then Bobby Love says, big at the back, form over fixtures, premium in midfield, and fuck Leroy Sané. All really good at pieces of advice, but Jake... What are your comments on staying the course for this year?
1: Well, I'm just gonna say thanks, Bobby, because I thought the last one was gonna be fuck Jake. You know,
0: <laughs> um, Bobby missed an opportunity there, didn't yeah, he?
1: <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, so I'm well. Two things. Um, I'm excited because I think that for the most part, I had a pretty good season. Like it could have been better, but. I really did derail my season with that minus 80. So if if you're going to go against what I say, good luck to you. Because I do think I have some good advice. That's that's to be determined, though. Um, Secondly, you know, interesting, because Bobby has a little bit of a mixed view on this than me, I think it's a little bit more fixtures over form, personally. Uh, And I would also say premium defense is... But I do like premium midfield as well, so I, you know, I guess we kind of have a little bit of a combination there. Um, just to get a shout out, we did send out an article on, you know, the death of premium forwards, and I, I do think that this year is going to be very, very similar. Um, I, you know, the only person that I feel could correct or or throw a wrench into this premium forwards are just not worth the money is maybe Harry Kane um mm-hmm. so I, I know we've talked about this off the pod but we're gonna stay away from that um and I think that's I think it's an important tip for success because if you start off and you 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 know you don't put the money where you should it's really hard to catch back up that's the really tricky thing about FPL um I don't know what your thoughts on that are
0: no I I agree yeah that's what's hard about this game is like that initial draft on the first week of the season is just really important. And we'll talk, like we said a little while back um, on one of our next pods, we'll, we'll discuss kind of like, do you go aggressive or do you go really safe? I mean, in terms of like goal setting, Jake, what do you think is a reasonable goal for the year?
1: Um, I mean, for me, I always want to better my previous year, but I'm going to do top 100K. Um, yeah. You know, I think that's reasonable for me, but I'm excited because I last year I was doing quite well until that, uh, fiasco. I think this year it's it's going to be even better.
0: Okay. Alright, let's get into rule number two. We call the rule number two the five-week rule. So this rule says stick to plan strategies, players, and approaches by chunking the season. And I like to chunk the season in like four to six-week chunks. So like when I'm picking transfers, I'm looking at players' fixtures for the next like four to six weeks. Um, for me... I pick premiums that I think I'm going to hold almost the entire season, barring injury, of course, or, or not even red cards, really just injury where they'd be gone for a long time. Uh, and so the only transfers I'm making are like fringe players, uh, like maybe the top five, six players maybe or seven players on my team won't move most of the season. The rest of the players are kind of being moved around. And so I'm looking when I'm making those transfers at kind of those five-week chunks or five week windows when I'm trying to make picks. Um is that something that you try to do as well, Jake?
1: I agree. I I do, but I'm actually gonna take a little bit different approach and I think you can say yay or nay to this because you consistently have nay. had a few <laughs> Well nay. well hear me out. Hear me out. Um it's not, you know, it's nothing on horses and Google. Uh I think that with this year, it's a little bit interesting A lot of teams have a really good run of fixtures. Manchester City, Liverpool, um, and then a couple teams like Bournemouth and Everton not just for five weeks but for 10. So I've seen a lot of uh talk you know in the Twitter sphere about going for those four first four weeks and then planning to wild card. My plan mm-hmm. is actually to not wild card unless I have to this year because I saw a lot of teams be really successful with wild carding late in the season. you only get two if you use it at game week four and there's a couple big injuries or something changes, um you know again remember the season starts in august transfers can still come in things can change really quickly if you're just planning to wild card i think that's actually a bad strategy personally
0: Hmm. okay interesting jake what's rule number three
1: rule number three uh f the formation uh formation is fluid don't worry about the formation focus on the player's value and distribution of funds
0: that's a good Um, one i mean i we see we hear that a lot right we hear managers in on twitter talking like what formation are you going to run this year it's a silly conversation isn't it
1: yeah it it's um it's like it's outdated there's a better word for it it but it's outdated in my opinion
0: bootstrap theory says at the start of the season it's more important to have a flexible team structure than 11 players you think will be great for the entire season uh, you know, I think I can agree with that. You know, like flexibility at the start of the season is important. Um, it's about the only – so you you alluded a little bit earlier to like kind of the death of the premium forward and how we're not so interested in them. The only reason that I would ever consider that, the only reason that someone could pitch that argument to me that would say, hey, a premium forward is worth having in your team is if you use that word flexibility. Okay. Um, and that's also a word that Jake uses in his Google searches very often. Okay. Okay. Um,
1: yeah, I, I agree on the first part. The second part is a no, but that is the hard thing. Because I, I feel like that's the big decision, right? If you go with a big premium forward, you give yourself the option of flexibility. It's a big decision at the beginning of the year, and we'll probably talk about it more in pods to come.
0: Yeah. All right. Rule number four is don't F the fixtures. Fixtures are so huge, we all know it, but often forget, and we take risks with players. Um, But the question becomes, right, we know that fixtures are important, but are there players that buck that trend? And so Captain FPL says, having a really good player like Salah Sterling um, with a level three or four fixture difficulty rating is better than having bad or inconsistent players with a good fixture. And I think that it is an important thing to remember when we're talking about fixtures. And this goes back to what I had talked about in terms of team structure earlier. You know, I pick, I normally start my season by picking two premiums that I want on my team the whole year. I don't flop premiums out. Like I don't, you know, if I'm going to go with Salah, I want Salah the whole season. If I'm going to go with Kane, I want Kane the whole season. I I don't waste transfers on premium players because the reason they're premium is because they consistently return in the game. And don't don't try to jump on and off consistent returns. Okay, that's just my thought. And I stuck with that strategy last year, and it really, really helped me. Um, I did dump Salah at like one point in the season just because he had been performing so poorly, and I really paid for it. I, I mean, I took a huge, well, not a huge hit, but a hit in my rank because, you know, then he eventually swung back because he's a consistent, solid performer.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with uh, don't have the fixtures. I agree with what captain FPL is saying. Um, it, you know, those players, again, they're, you know, Sol and Sterling are on the top two teams in the league. I don't think that's going to change. You want those guys, you want to captain them very frequently. The one player that I will say that's a little bit interesting. I don't think most players do buck the trend, but one player that looking into it, Callum Wilson last year did surprisingly do very, very well on the road. Not necessarily against super great competition, um, but but that's not typical. So he's just one of those yeah. players to to keep an eye on. Like, will he do it again? No one has the answer, but he took a big price jump. And right now he's in my team. I, I want him. Um, they have great fixtures to start. But the question is, can he do something like that again? And I don't know.
0: Yeah, good point. Uh, number five is the battered rule. Get players from top six sides for the majority of your team makeup. Uh, play it safe by picking those proven players. Uh, maybe picking two high ceiling punt players, um, which probably aren't on those top six teams. Uh, and this is a rule that we carried over from last year. And I think, I mean, it's a pretty obvious rule, right, Jake? But it's a rule that yeah. top FPL managers tend to stick to. Alec wrote in. Uh, when when transferring in players, always try to pick those those talismanic players, right? The, the talisman players of a squad uh, from any team who have a solid FPL history. And you alluded to that earlier in the podcast too, Jake. That idea of you know history year in and year out performing and producing FPL points. I mean, it's really the best indicator of if a player is going to be good in an upcoming season is if they've done it over and over and over.
1: Yeah, this is a must. Uh, there's no other ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's a must. If you don't do this, you're going to have a really rough FPL season.
0: Yeah, there's not much else to say. Jake, rule number six. Uh,
1: patience, young grasshopper. Um, be patient, do your research. Soccer is a lucky game, but you create your luck by selecting a team that is statistically more likely to score, if you believe in statistics, of course. Um, don't bring guys in to just throw them out.
0: Hashtag all stats matter. Am I right?
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah. Uh, Steve wrote in. He said the three Ps, patience, having patience with your picks, don't do early transfers, planning, try to plan ahead, look at fixtures, form, and stats, preserve, if things aren't going your way, stick at it, don't give up, and penis, the fourth P.
1: No, wasn't expecting that fourth one.
0: That was weird because he said the three Ps, and then he put that in there, and it's not appropriate. It's not appropriate for a podcast.
1: Yeah, I guess we'll have to block Steve.
0: Yeah, Steve, you just got blocked. Steve says things can turn around pretty quickly. And he's right. Queen Banger wrote in, my number one tip for FPL managers is don't rage transfer. It will cost you hits, headaches, and bad mood for a whole week. Jake, did you have some rage transfers this year? I think you did.
1: I did. You know, the interesting thing is they've really changed the ability to increase your team value quickly. So I do think rage transfers are absolutely terrible um yeah so yeah stay away queen bangers right yeah. there
0: yeah and and for those that don't know right they've uh was it two seasons ago or was it just last season that they redid the price changing structure mm-hmm. um which is a it's in in my opinion fpl and this is a little rant for me has done a pretty good job in kind of sorting out the chips that we're using this year has done a a very good job and we'll talk about this in one of our next upcoming pods of pricing players out. I think they've done a great job uh, in the last couple of years kind of leveling it out. Uh, You know, the bonus point system we know is a headache and is not good. But I think one of the biggest, I think even more so than the bonus points, is the way that prices fluctuate. I mean, we've talked about this in previous podcasts last season, how there's players that don't get touched the whole year that nobody ever uses. Those players should go down in price. They should become options at some point. Uh, Ozil comes to mind, right? Like nobody had him the whole season. Why is he not just constantly dropping in price? But that that's just a side note from me. Um, anyways, FPL Booster wrote in, if, if you are new to the game, have patience. If you are old, I'm sorry, but you need to take more hits. I, I disagree with that. But, um, but yeah, patience. Patience, I think, is a, a big thing. Jake, you and I both kind of adopted the technique of waiting till the end of the game week to make transfers last year, didn't we?
1: Yeah, and when we stick by it, it goes well. I, I, you know, <clears throat> it things can change. Even the last day of practice, guys can get injured, and it's right. such a waste. Your transfers are so precious. We didn't really talk about it yet on this pod, but you did a great job of if always almost double you know, holding a transfer one week so that you could do two moves on the same week, which I think is something I'm gonna strive for as well this year.
0: Yeah, it's really hard. I mean, I'll admit that, that it's like, it's a real challenge to just, let's say you had like a, a shitty week the week before, um, but you had made a transfer and now you have to hold that transfer. So just a reminder on how the rules work, right? Each week you get one free transfer. And if you try to use more than one, then you have to take a minus four hit, which we've talked about a few times in the pod today. Um So what I tried to do this last year is see how many times I could hold that transfer and then make two at a time. Now, another reminder on the rules, right? You can't save more than than one transfer, right? So you'd have a total of two transfers in the game week. If you don't transfer when you have two transfers banked, uh, you, you don't get a third. So it makes sense to make your move. I did it 17 times last year. So 17 times I did not make a game week transfer. And then I made a double the game week after what I think it allowed me to do is be much more adaptive to like changes in in team structure, uh, changes in injuries, uh, you know, changes in like who's performing. Right. So like sometimes it's really hard to get to certain players without a hit or you make a move with the idea of making a move the week after and then someone else on your team gets hurt or something else happens and you need to make a different move and you kind of get off track and so what this allowed me to do was like pick a move that i want to go with pick a player that i want to pursue and then ensure that i get to that end point to that goal uh every single game week does that kind of make sense
1: it does it it's kind of an alternative route um to flexibility like what bootstrap theory said like even if you don't go with a premium forward, but say you have a mid-range price forward, by keeping that uh, transfer and being being able (coughs) to do two transfers at once... You can transfer out like a higher priced midfielder defender and then switch to a premium forward. So even though you didn't start with a premium forward, it gives you a chance to really change your team by doing that. When you're making a transfer week by week, it's really hard. You're making more lateral moves,
0: which we talked about a lot last year, and those don't usually pay off. Yeah, they don't yield anything, right? You do, you never end up coming out ahead. It's just like, and sometimes players, you know, you make a transfer and you hit a guy, right? Like you hit him on the head and you get a brace, right? And three bonus points. And you're like, wow, I'm the smartest manager alive. But like most of the time you make a, a transfer you know, a 7.0 player, and you move him for a 6.5 or a 7.0 player, right? And it's like he performs the exact same as the other guy would have performed, or very similar over like a five, that five week chunk, right, that we've been talking about. And so, you know, it's like, why not make more significant moves to your team without taking hits every single time you want to do it by, by saving that transfer? So, Um, yeah patience is really important there if you want to do that and it's hard it really is like you're going to want to make transfers you're going to be like oh if i don't make this transfer i'm screwed but the reality of it is the game tends to level out so if you have a a poor game week you know you tend to have a better more average game week the game week after so um, all right we got to keep moving so so rule seven uh, and rule seven says the herd is safe right the herd in the wild is a safe place to be sometimes herd theory is the best theory there's this notion of like, if you go with the herd, and I've ranted about this before, but like if you go with the herd that you're some sort of like sheep and you don't play the game the right way, you don't you know play to the beat of your own drum. And I, I just don't know that that necessarily, it's not bad to go with the herd. Of course, there's times when like the herd all runs off the cliff at the exact same time. But I think in general, that's relatively rare. Um, And we had a number of write ins uh, about that. So Garf says, um, just a reminder that the FPL community is a small sample size of players in the game. It'll seem like a bandwagon in the community, uh, but it's maybe not the big picture. That's kind of an opposite thought. Mark says, just make the obvious transfer move. And sometimes the obvious transfer is the transfer everyone's making. And Joseph Allegretti uh, says, simple, always pick nailed on players. I mean, what is your thought on that, Jake? Like, Obviously, if you want to win FPL, you have to go against the grain a little bit. But like, I would say I'm one of the most like conservative players in the game, and I finished you know almost top 1,000 in the world. I was pretty close.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, and again, I mean, are you really going to take first place? And barring that, that's not even really a good argument because if you go completely against the herd theory it's not going to happen right that, that right. would be like you don't have sala you don't have liverpool defenders like they're people who say they don't go with the herd theory that's that's a a lie they have to at least it's a partially lie it is a lie with it yeah yeah it's a lie yeah. yeah that's my rant for today um but but um i do say i i would agree It is a small community, but those people are also doing a lot of research. I'm just gonna get a Norwegian friend. That's my plan. They always do really well at FPL, so um, you know I'm gonna just join Bumble or one of those and try to find a friend and see if you can give me advice. It's a good idea. Yeah, Yeah.
0: it's the first good idea you've had this season, actually ever. Whole (laughs) podcast. Well, there you Uh, go. Rule
1: number
0: eight. Rule number eight. We have last rule, and rule number eight is it's a game. Get over it. Okay, the game is is a lot of fun. You know, Jake and I spend, I mean, we were talking about it. We, we spend many hours every week on it. Uh, we call each other and we talk about it. We produce content. We tweet. We, we're on Slack with people. We spend a lot of time. Okay, we produce a freaking podcast. Uh, but it's a game and it's fun. And that's the reason we like being part of it. Uh, but it's going to be random sometimes and you're going to get screwed often. So just, you kind of got to get over that and accept that that's part of the, the drama and uh, the, the tragedy that is FPL.
1: Oh, man. It is a travesty and a tragedy. Same time.
0: A little bit of each. Yeah, I'm going to um, be
1: depressed for the rest of the year once it starts. Not only because of Arsenal being you know shit again, but also my FPL team.
0: Yeah, Arsenal's done a really good job constructing that back line, huh? You got to be happy about that.
1: I'm really happy. They're doing a great job.
0: At least Rob Holding's going to be back.
1: I do love Rob Holding. I'm excited yeah. for him to return.
0: I've always thought you kind of like Rob Holding because you think that like you kind of look like him. You know, like you could be Rob Holding. That's why I think always is, is what you think. Like your your FIFA player that you've made it looks mm-hmm. like Rob Holding.
1: Yeah, that's another great idea that we haven't discussed in a while. The pro clubs. Well, yeah, whatever. Maybe yeah, next just pod never
0: came on Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, all right let's wrap some things up here Jake uh, follow us on Twitter at divefPL by the way Jake did you know that we ticked over 2500 followers on Twitter
1: yes I did actually know that one of my um, FPL resolutions this year is going try to be I'm going try to be more active on Twitter and on the slack channel so I did see yeah. that
0: that's unlikely um, Instagram the art of the dive uh, online we have a, a website called divefpl.com we post articles on there as well. Uh, Facebook, uh, The Art of the Dive. You can download our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, Overcast, Pocket Casts, App, CastBox, basically anywhere where podcasts are found. It really helps if you subscribe and if you uh, rate the podcast and if you leave a review. It uh, it certainly helps support the pod uh, and helps to grow the the listenership and the audience as well. Jake, we've got three kind of finishing fun questions. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. All
0: right. Here we go. Jimmy Mac and Cheese wrote in, uh, "If you were in a tag team fight against each other, so you versus me, which two prem players would you each want uh, uh, on on your team? So it's the guy that you tag out. So who do you think who do you think you would go with uh, to to battle uh, last year's teams or this year's teams? What do you think? I guess this year's teams. All right, go ahead. Okay,
1: so it's I'm just picking a single player from a team.
0: Yeah. So you're fighting me and you're yeah. getting your ass kicked right yeah and um and so you have to like you have to tag this guy in right got you
1: so. uh troy dini
0: oh shit that's who i wanted on my team <laughs> too
1: bad I can i have a first. clone
0: of troy dini <laughs>
1: <laughs> nope
0: ah uh, okay um who would i go with i think i would probably go with bobby firmino then Really? I know it seems, it doesn't seem like a good one, but think about the size of his mouth. I could use that as a shield to protect myself. It'd be great. I
1: guess. Yeah. I would be scared that he would bite Troy Dini and he would bleed out. I guess that's possible.
0: If, if Diego Costa were confirmed in the league, I would go with him. Yeah. Right. Cause there's like rumors that he's coming to wolves. I would definitely go to go with him. Um, because he would just like fight dirty. Right. He'd pull out like a glass shiv and just stab Troy, Troy Dini in the neck, you know, and then <laughs> yeah. You know, he'd be bleeding and he'd use Troidini's blood to drown you and then we'd win the fight. Yeah, that's fact, fair. That'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Guy's a fucking nuthead. Um Okay. Uh Flapjack FPL wrote in. How would you react? I think it's to me. How would you react if Jake won FPL? Uh I don't know. I probably shouldn't say kill myself, right? That's not appropriate, is it?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I guess if it's you know, honesty's the best policy, policy, so
0: yeah, it certainly is. I, I I don't know. I mean, I guess I'd be happy because Jake would have to take me over to Europe with him. We have That's what I was
1: going to say. So. Would you make yeah. me? Yeah, okay, okay.
0: Right. So, uh, I'd find a way to throw you out of the plane at some point and then be like, I don't know, Jake died, yeah. but I'm going to that Prem game. Sounds fun. I just uh, imagine FPL... myself
1: being, like, drunk on the plane and telling, like, all the, the flight attendants that I've won, won FPL <laughs> and you just like kick me out the door and I just die yeah. uh, I yeah.
0: won FPL I'm so good at everything uh, yeah. FPL troll wrote in I'm expecting to have a child within the next few days congratulations or not uh, maybe not I don't know what's the likelihood of it beating Jake's OR this season highly, uh, highly likely yeah yeah the kid's probably going to be okay at FPL I mean
1: Is he Norwegian? I don't know.
0: No, I don't think Troll is, but either way, better than me. Okay. Uh, All right, Jake, we should probably get out of here, huh? Yeah, we should.
1: Do
0: you remember how we end our pods? I definitely do. Okay, (laughs) let's close it down. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Remember to check us out on Twitter, uh, on our website. Uh, Check our Patreon out once we post it on there. I'm Marco.
1: And I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive.